Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Going Rogue, our weekly Star Wars podcast slash video on YouTube internet show. That was bad. But um, yeah, so um, uh, where are we going from here? So <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the show to be a little bit more formatted, but um, yeah, so um, we're going to get right into the show, no, no, no while gagging, but um, the... Usually what we can do is review a certain thing, but like I have not caught up on any of the Disney Gallery Mandalorian stuff. I think I'm just going to hold off on that until it's... Yeah. And just review it as a whole series. Yeah. I think that, that'd be smart to do. Um, maybe I'll do it as a separate video. But um, yeah, so um, we're going to go over a couple of things in the news. There are a couple, three things that I want to hit. I think the biggest one first is uh, Star Wars Celebration. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's official. It's I, canceled. I mean, we can't say we didn't see this coming. We did. I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, for sure. So they, it was like, what, a couple of days ago that they actually said, you know, it came out officially canceled. Um, they're not doing, as far as I know, not doing anything digital, which I think would be great because there's so much news that they can drop because they've announced directors and, and all that st- kind of stuff. Uh, Mandalorian season two would be coming out. I imagine they were going to drop some kind of trailer for season two at Celebration. Yeah. So if they, because uh, Comic-Con did this too, they canceled, but they're doing um, digital panels with for all the movies and all and everything like that. Um, so I, I think they should do that as well, just to keep Star Wars on everybody's minds. Not like not like it's already on my mind all the time. Um, yeah, because it kind of sucks that it's like when we first got the email and first saw their like official tweet or whatever. I was I understood it to be 2021. Yeah, yeah, that was the second part. And it was just a, a big old blow <laughs> when it was like, oh no, <laughs> it's actually 2022. Yeah, and to be honest, I mean, this is the correct move. I mean, no, it's the right move. Like who? Yeah, who wants to be stuck in a enclosed space with yeah. thousands of people with and with Corona spiking at this point? There's gonna be a second wave. Although I did see a pretty funny tweet. Mm-hmm. I think it was Jim Vavita, and he said, you know, something about the irony of. Star Wars Celebration being canceled because it's like the only place where you're guaranteed that people are going to be wearing masks and respirators. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I oh, mean, that's, that's pretty true imaginative. Too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it's the correct move. You don't want to, it's a liability thing for them, but I was surprised that they don't like, oh yeah, so 2021, now it's, like, now it's 2022 now. That it's like, sucks. Oh, it sucks so bad. It sucks a lot. Yeah. The only good thing is that, you know, if somebody, like we know one of our, one of our Schmodown buddies mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't going to be able to go because they were taking another trip and they weren't going to be able to, you mm-hmm. know, afford it, you know, so many trips in one year. So for people that may have had to kind of forego celebration for something else in the year, maybe this will give other people time to be like, yeah. Ooh, okay. I Save can do 2022. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're going to look at the bright side, hopefully yeah, that's a bright side. Yeah, and I like that you can either cancel um, or transfer your ticket over, which yeah. we're just going to tack, you know, just gonna transfer. transfer it, um, as long as we have proof that it's transferred. I don't no, want no, them coming back in 2022 no, there's, saying we don't have tickets. No, you don't have... What is... They're going to send you another email, and there's this portal thing you go through. You either choose to refund or um, yeah, transfer your tickets. So it, it's, it's soon. I'm I can't... Ha- I, gotta I have go a over ticket, and I'm not losing. No. Um, but I think the exciting thing on, on that end is uh, our daughter will be, what? Five. Five by that time? Who knows if she w- she'll want to come with us? Wait. So. I don't... We don't know math. <laughs> no. Wait. No. Tw- she'll be Four. Four. Whoops. Whoops. She'll be four. Four. I mean, <laughs> even then, that that's a good age to understand Star She'll Wars. She'll be a cute little Ray. Yeah. Oh yeah. She'll Put be her really hair cute. in a little ones. She'll be so cute. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I think that that's a that's if if uh, there's a silver line to that, maybe we bring her with us this time, because um, there's no way she was coming with us <laughs> this no, year. No, there's no way. No, no way. Imagine her as little Ray, and then those people that built the droids, they have a little BB-8. They roll around <laughs> with it. She'll be cute. Um, and to be quite honest, if they were like, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna ride it out and and see what happens, I would have actually said, hey, can I get a refund? Because yeah, we talked about that. Like, what if they like, do keep it going? Would are we realistically gonna go? And I was like, no. I, to be honest, responsibly I, said no. Yeah, I was like, I don't even want to risk it. Let's just you know chalk it up to like you know, let's get a refund or yeah or credit. Which, you know, after us making that decision and then them coming out, I was like, all right, cool. Because I would have had some major like uh, (laughs) FOMO if it would have still been going on and we decided not to go. To be honest, um, when the uh, London celebration happened, when they had celebration in London, I think it was 2016 to 17. One of those, the one after Anaheim. Uh Um, 
uh, they did it. They did. They streamed everything. They digital. They did everything digitally. I really enjoyed that because like I was at work, I had it on another screen, and I was able to watch along while I was doing work. Yeah, but nothing beats. Yeah, I know. But but still, I I got a lot of the news as it was coming out, and I, I, it was still a fun time. We're in it for different things. Andrew's in it for the news. I'm in it for the cosplays. <laughs> oh no, I'm the I'm interactions. At, I'm, I'm there for that too. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've said it several times. There's nothing like a celebration. No, there's nothing like being in that atmosphere with that many people same kind of mindset as you yeah um, no trolls around i just don't want to be that close to anybody right now yeah so, so i think it was the right move um it was it was for sure the right move man and then i think uh you know we were listening to sen and uh christian was saying uh because people were like why 2022 and not 2021 and yeah something about like release dates for movies or whatever yeah because um whatever yeah, because movies aren't coming back to 2022 so i think they, they'll have a whole bunch of news yeah. by then it just sucks like now it's like we we already had to wait in between a year in between orlando and chicago yeah and now we have to wait two oh, years two years it's like jesus forever yeah but uh it'll go by fast i mean th- oh. look at this year look at this well, year. actually yeah this year's flying by but it needs to because get yeah. out of here 2020 <laughs> Am I right? I just hit the reset button on 2022. I don't think I want to go back to the beginning. I just want or to just, just go just, away. Just, just hit the button. Just fast forward. We're only in 2021. Yeah, the fast forward button. Yeah. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Maybe 2025. Like, let's get clear <laughs> <Just> of this. <laughs> but Jesus. anyways, um, yeah, so that was the big, big news that dropped. Um, a couple other things that dropped this past week. Um, there was a new announcement for, it was a leak, quote unquote. You hear my air quotes, audio listeners, that... Um, this new game EA is developing, or that it's going to be released. I can't remember. I think it's next year. It's a uh, 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 Star Wars Squadrons, and it's um, it's basically you know what it sounds like. It's uh, dogfighting. Mm. You can either you can play by, as the Empire or um, the uh, the actual this where this this game takes place is in the New Republic, right after Return of the Jedi. So you either fight for the New Republic or you fight for the the withering um, Empire. Mm. And like uh, I hear, there's some um, there's a story mode, which I'm all for, because give me all new new canon. The trailer dropped a couple days ago. Wedge Antilles is in there. Harrison Duel is in there. Uh, Iden Versio is in there. And it's like, oh, man, I would love to do this. And, and then there's a 5v5 uh, online mode. I'm, real, I, I'm really excited about that because uh, Battlefront 2 right now is just... Uh, you, I haven't played in so long. And if you jump in now, you're just going to... You're just gonna get mauled by everybody. It's like many. It's like any game. Well, no, just because the way that um, Battlefront is, there's perks that you can either just play mm. to get to them, and it takes like a million hours to get them, or you just buy them. Oh. And everybody just buys them, and you get smoked the second oh. you're in, in the game. It's okay, like it was not fun. fun. But they're promising no microtransactions in this one, which I'm all for because that was a big downfall of Battlefront Two, Battlefront and Battlefront Two. Um, but what I'm excited for is, um, I think, uh, if I read the article right, there, there's uh, for the both the story mode and the, the the multiplayer mode, you can do do it in VR. So you get a VR headset, and you can be like in the in the next. That's thing. cool. That's really cool. Sounds like, expensive though. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like we're not gonna have it. I missed birthday, Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like five Christmases and birthdays combined. <laughs> I mean, does this sound some, something that you would want to play at all? Because it's a PC game. It's I heard from what I hear, it'll be available on Steam. Depends on how much it is. It depends, but like it, I'm buying it regardless. I'm very frugal with my yeah, money. And you're you right now. I don't like to spend things frivolously. <laughs> the only game you play now is Overwatch, basically. You GD right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm all about this, immer- like just the immersive fact of jumping into it like an x-wing i'm all for that like you know you know me i'm an x-wing guy i, I would love like my brother has um my older brother has had the uh the ps4 vr headset and he had that the special mission for battlefront 2 i was like i was losing my mind when he brought it home for christmas i was like this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> tell me how much he uses it now uh, <laughs> i mean he has a kid so a lot of people have kids yeah <laughs> I mean, even people that don't have kids complain that they don't have time to do anything. Yeah, but so this, you know, I just how much do you really? Use this it? sounds like this sounds like something that like if I was going to get, and then to my other our friends or four actually no, a couple of other friends are Star Wars fans too. Yeah. I can see them getting it because it's a five v five and just get, having us our squadron together, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. I'm very curious as to how much I'm, it is because a couple mm, of our Star Wars friends also have babies. <laughs> So. I, is, if, if anything, if it's on PS, if it's if it's cross platform, it's on PS, PlayStation, Xbox, and, and PC. Oh, I was talking the VR experience. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no, I, no. you're just saying the game. Just the game. Okay, the game. I, I know. I, I probably we probably can't get the VR thing because of money and you know, 
how often am I going to use, use the VR headset? And yeah, it'd be a fun thing to find a friend that has it, and you're like, let me borrow it for just for for a week. Can we reverse engineer the Virtual Boy that we have to run it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I'm ex- I'm excited for this because um, Battlefront Two is great for the story mode, but then like the multiplayer. Oh, the only thing I played on multiplayer was the the dogfights. So this game is all about talking. I'm like, I'm, just give me that game right now. So I'm excited for that. Um, another piece of news that I think was very interesting was it came out the Obi Wan series that's gonna be coming out. Um, is util- it will will be utilizing the same type of stagecraft VR, well not VR, stagecraft uh, set building as the Mandalorian. I, yes. I know you, you've heard me talk about this to yes. death. The the whole they call it the volume, this 360 degree like monster LED screen thing that, um, and I don't think anybody's giving. Because when I hear people talk about it um, on like SEN and and all these other places that that I, that I follow, it's, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's cool. It's great for the actors. It's real." It's like this changes filmmaking. I don't know why anybody nobody's gushing over this besides me because it's practical lighting and all that stuff. So it makes sense for Obi Wan to use this because budget is probably the biggest thing that it saves, um, and you don't have to fly everybody out to locations and, and things like that. So this is a no brainer for me. I mean, I know you don't have much to say about this because it's no. like. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You you don't you're not gushing over the fact of this volume thing as much as well, I. Well, and I also haven't watched this special I, oh on man, Disney Plus you need, yet. You need to because you were passing by while I was watching, it and I'm like, this is blowing my mind. Just, yeah, just, I heard. I was like, what is going on? Like, like how? Why is nobody talking about this? Because it changes filmmaking. It, it absolutely because the thing that I've always discussed, like Star Wars, is always try to push innovation always try to push VFX in somewhere. And like at some points, like, you know, Lucas is like, just make it all green. We'll handle it in post. It's like, maybe that's not the best thing for filmmakers to do, but this is something that Favreau pushed for. It's like, we need to, you know, if we push for this, this technology, the technology is finally caught up to George's vision to yeah. what he wanted filmmaking to be. Imagine if the prequels were made with this. That's what I was exactly thinking because like, since like, Oh, we is our, it's like, it was such a great success on Mandalorian. And, and I imagine it saves so much money because of like, you know, time and time is money. And like the, the, they said in the special, like you can change sets in like an hour when, if you would have to do that traditionally, it would take like maybe five hours to mm-hmm. redress the set, redress the lighting. This one's like, Oh, you hit a button, boom, new environment, redress the set a bit, look at your angles and then you're, you're ready to shoot. They should read an hour. The prequels. Yeah. So I'm thinking in my head, it's like, what, like, can you imagine people on Rise of Skywalker just finished this massive movie um, and you're, you're basically almost like 50% of this, the, the sets are green screen and all that. And then the Mandalorian comes out and you're like, where, 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 where was this? Why couldn't yeah. we film on this? So like poor, the poor Daisy Ridley and John, John Boyega are out in like, you know, the desert sweating yeah you know. but that, that's also pretty sick too yeah and and like and, it had to suck in the moment but that's uh an experience that's yeah pretty amazing but if i was an actor and it's like hey we can fly out to the desert and you know get these amazing you know visuals and stuff or we can do it in a environment um controlled studio yeah um we don't have to spend half as much time as on setup and we can commit a bunch of time to performance no, and, that's true. That's preferable. And and if it's and it because like there's this one scene in uh Rise of Skywalker with the skit the the, uh, the the infamous day fly scene when they're getting chased. Yeah. They, they the behind the scenes of that was like they're out in the desert, but they are in a a, a circle of green screen. It's like why are we out here if we're just gonna be green screen anyways? And yeah. th- and to JJ's credit, it's like the, you, there's no way to to um simulate sunlight properly as it bounces off the surfaces of things and you I know guess. the sand. So, but like. It, uh, it, it's like what was I going with that but yeah so like can you imagine like because also with that the green screen like now you have something to to, re- to react to and respond to as an actor yeah so it's a no brainer that they use I I would venture to guess moving forward with any other Star Wars property because it was Lucasfilm partnered with uh, Unreal and a whole bunch of other companies that pioneered this technology I would venture to say any future Star Wars live action anything uses this technology it'd be it's like why wouldn't you you have this amazing thing at your disposal and you save so much money and time and effort and you can focus on what matters the story the performances and and stuff like that so this is for fun they should mm -hmm. reboot one of the prequels (laughs) (laughs) i mean they've rebooted the hulk like i don't know 78 (laughs) times you're 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 gonna have a whole crowd of 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 star wars nerds going like no don't touch (laughs) whatever I mean, I mean, we rebooted 
How many Marvel <laughs> movies? How many DC movies? How many iterations of yeah. different people have we seen? Just do one for fun. See how it goes. See how it goes. Or just, or not, not even just like, because like, you know, there's time spans in between each movie. Yeah. So maybe there's a time span between Phantom Menace and uh, Attack the Clones that Episode we really haven't touched. One and a half. Yeah. Like maybe tell like a mini series within that. And then Anakin going through puberty. Yeah. Something like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Something like that. And use the volume to tell the story because God, I, I'm, I'm sounding like a broken record. This changes not only Star Wars, it changes filmmaking, period. Just yeah. can you imagine somebody else in, like in the MCU or somebody from the DCE or some like another film, a brand new property that some, some kid is trying to think up um, in his head. And it's like, I don't have to use green screen anymore. And I could save so much time and effort on VFX just by using this technology changes everything so uh, i'm excited for for Froby when we be using that because it's a no-brainer um so let's go ahead and get into our main topic of the night and because we did this with the with rogue one a star wars story when we because we're obviously watching the the movies over and over and over and over and over again and we've come and you said that you had a new respect for rogue one mm-hmm. and I, I have to um i've learned to i've not learned i've, I've come to um to respect and, and acknowledge some of the more finer details of, of that movie um, I wanted to get your opinion and also my um, see if I, I, I think of anything uh, that or, um, going back and looking back on The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Do you see anything different in this movie or are you pretty much, you know, pretty much the same as you've been watching um, watching it the, from the first time? Is there anything that has changed? So because people know my thoughts because I actually have a review on this channel, but I don't think yeah. I've ever gotten your full take on, on The Last Jedi. I mean, with each viewing mm-hmm. i don't think i've gotten anything like terribly new mm-hmm. out of it like i definitely have a new appreciation for rogue one that that's definitely true mm-hmm. but the last jedi not that i think it's bad i'm not saying any i'm not saying anything yeah. negative about it i just uh, watching it you know uh several times i don't really think it's changed much it's it's yeah. still the way it was i enjoyed it um in complete honesty again not saying it was bad but in, in all honesty, it was my least favorite of the sequels. Really, of the sequel yeah. of of these newer movies, the sequel trilogy, just the 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 saga film. Of the sequel trilogy, the saga okay. films. Okay. It's my it's probably my least favorite of mm-hmm. seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are definitely things I. Nope. Sorry. Definitely things I changed about my it. Bad. Definitely things that I liked about it. But that could be said about all of them, really. I mean, there's something yeah. I changed. There's little things I changed about every single movie, every, you know, mm-hmm. the whole saga. Yeah. But, you know, there was just more things in The Last Jedi that I was like, mm. you know? Yeah. But I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I think it's a crap movie or anything like that. I yeah. don't. It has one of my favorite shots in all of Star Wars history. Yeah, we'll it. get to that. <laughs> so, you know. It's it's a good movie. It's just that no repeat viewing hasn't really changed anything or yeah. emphasized anything for me. It's just it just still is what it is for me. Yeah, and when you look at this movie, this is the movie that really changed the landscape and the fandom as far as the um, Disney era Star Wars yeah. goes. Because it was weird. Force Awakens hit, and that was like pretty. There were haters out there like, oh, it's just a repeat of. Uh, a new hope and blah 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 which screw you it had to be that way <laughs> we'll talk about that another we, day yeah we can talk about that another time but um but uh, like everybody's like on board like oh man star wars is back like and I, I've, I've been on record saying i'll never have an experience in theaters or ever with any other movie ever than i did with force awakens avengers endgame cl- comes close to that yeah, close. But Force Awakens, by far, I'll never have an experience like that. Yeah, because with... we did the whole waiting in line, mm-hmm. getting there however many hours early, sitting yeah. and talking to other fans yeah. in line Going while we waited. Going with a huge group of friends, yeah. just looking for every like piece of like TV spot, trailer, just anything to get me like you know get to see what what the movie's about and everything, and like the hype leading up to the film was like unlike anything else I've ever experienced. And it's like, all right, great. The movie hits. I'm like, oh my God, I love this movie. And it's your favorite Star Wars film. The Force Awakens. Yeah. And then like Rogue One comes out. It's like, okay, it's good. Um, but yeah. I, I have my issues with it, but it's not a terrible movie. And for the most part, people are still on the Star Wars train. It's like, yeah, all right, Star Wars. Oh, we love Star Wars. Then The Last Jedi hits. It was a weird time it was in a, the Star Wars universe. For, for a lifetime fan of Star Wars, I mean, we've seen this before. I've had this argument before. Like, we've seen these de- ebbs and flows of Star Wars of like, oh, this ruins Star Wars. Oh, this is the greatest oh, Star yeah. Wars thing ever. And like, and the prequels are a great 
um, example of that and, and all of that stuff. But like this felt different. That like you, you either loved it, it's the best thing ever since Star Wars came out, or it ruined Star Wars for you. Yeah. And I'm not on either side of the spectrum. I'm Same. sort of like the, a great analogy I've ever heard. I was like in the scene where um, Ben and not Ben, uh, Kylo Ren and Ray are fighting over the lightsaber, and the lightsaber is going like this oh, in between yeah. them. That's me. Like if you're the lightsaber, I'm the in lightsaber the in, in the middle of like oh like I, I love. There's some great things in in Last Jedi that I really like. But then there are other things I'm like, oh man, why do why why do they have to do that? Yeah. I don't. So like that's me. It's like I'm I'm teetering back and forth, and, and and I do agree out of the saga films, and I do acknowledge that Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi is tech is the better made film out of the two out of um, Rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi. I totally acknowledge that. That means nothing to me. So when you look at <laughs> <laughs> as the better like better name film like filmmaking like directing and all that stuff and like pacing and writing and like i acknowledge that the last jedi is the superior film, film in that sense but i gravitate more towards the rise of skywalker because of all the moments in it the characters and like i i've never been so emotional in a star wars movie but than i've ever been in the rise of skywalker yeah and if i had my choice like all right and you, you can either watch the last jedi or rise of skywalker rise of skywalker, rise of skywalker. um but like, let's go ahead and get into more in the conversation of like, what were some things that you really liked about the Last Jedi? Because I have a, I have a, a couple. What are some things you so really liked? So I, I said I'm fifty fifty on this movie. Um, the stuff, everything to do with Luke Skywalker, Kylo Ren, and Rey. Great. Their storyline is amazing. Yeah. I there's some things in there with Luke Skywalker that I didn't think I wanted, but ended up hitting really hard for me and really resonating with me even more i go into this movie the more i talk about it, the more i watch it, i'm like god that's something i didn't realize i wanted but i love it so much um Ray, luke skywalker being this damaged hero that um because every hero goes through this this every hero goes through this where they they think that what they're doing doing is isn't furthering the good it's doing more damage than good so they put aside everything and it's like i'm not going to do this anymore I'm over this, and they go off and exile themselves. Every hero, Superman does it. Spider Man, any hero you think of, always hits this point. And I'm I didn't realize I wanted Luke to hit this point. And another thing that um, hits me so hard was, especially being um, a father and an uncle, because you know my brother has a, a child. Um, people don't realize like why would he exile himself? It's like, just imagine this from a human standpoint. Imagine that your brother or sister entrusted you with their child. It's like, I need you to help my child. Yeah. I'm not going to raise them. I need you to raise them the best you can. And you and you almost get to the point where you almost kill them. It's pretty extreme. But That's yeah. very extreme. Uh, like Just looking at it that way, it's like, yeah, I would totally have this. And like, I would be, feel so much shame. Like my, my flesh and blood trusted me. With, with their flesh, with and their blood. flesh and blood, and I om- and I betrayed that trust, like yeah. almost to the point where they wouldn't have their own that 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 um that child with them anymore. So it's like I totally get that that mindset, um and just uh, that every all the the stuff with Kylo Ren and and Ray with them talking through the Force, love that yeah. that that addition was something I never seen in Star Wars before. I mean, we've seen sort of communication to the Force before, but not to this level. Yeah. And um, I, I really, really, well, we see it a little bit in Rebels, but not to this extent of them, you know, almost seeing each other's minds and, and things, like that, things like that. So everything to do with that, I absolutely loved. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I agree with the Luke thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked I liked getting the backstory of the whole thing with Luke and Ben and how it was kind of like a he said, she said. Yes, that's, you know, an, yeah, that's another great point. Like, well, you know, Ben was bad, so I I almost killed him. And then Kylo's <laughs> like, wait a minute. That's not the whole story. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of fun seeing that like back and forth and then Ray finally calling uh, Luke, Luke out. And then he gets the full truth. Yeah, yeah then, then everything's out on the table. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I enjoyed that because, you know, you don't really... It's not too often. I don't feel like it's too often that you see, like, full raw weaknesses of your hero, yeah. especially a hero of Luke Skywalker's mm-hmm. magnitude. Yeah. So to see that he, f- I mean, he didn't really. I don't really know that I would say that he failed. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. But like the fact that he takes you know these kids and makes his own you know Jedi school and mm-hmm. 
he senses something within one of them. Maybe he could have approached it a different way. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. You're a Jedi. You see the future. Maybe you don't really see that there is another way. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you know. But to be, you know, Luke Skywalker, the hero of the galaxy, and then you feel like, oh, God, I created, like, the darkest energy mm-hmm. in the galaxy right now. I created Kylo yeah. Ren. And I didn't even think about that angle. Mm-hmm. I thought it was mostly about, wow, I created Kylo Ren. I unleashed that on the galaxy. That's on me. Yeah. I didn't even think about the, the angle. The personal of, angle, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's my nephew. That's my sister's. That's the, the son of my sister and my best friend. Yeah. Like, that's... I never thought about and that. And you betrayed their trust. It's like, because Luke says, like, it's like, because like Han was, you know, was Han about it. He was like, whatever. But like, yeah. but then he like breaks and stuff. But Leia, yeah. she tr- trusted me. Yeah. And it's like, I portrayed that trust. And um, that's just something that I, I, I always go back to. It's like, people are like, why did Luke just like, you know, why do we want to join the fights? Like, he feels so much shame. Like, yeah. I would too, if, if that was me in that situation. Um, but another thing that I really, really enjoyed, and I think something that Ryan Johnson hit on in this movie that I don't think a whole lot of other people notice and other filmmakers ever really touched on this is balance in the force this whole idea of like what true balance means and how people view because like we've seen people are like characters in star wars like i have this vision i had this vision and ryan just really dove into the fact that like you the force shows you something but how you interpret that something can really determine your path yeah on force because with the like i think kylo ren Ray and Snoke all see this moment of what Kylo does to Snoke, but they all interpret it in three different ways. Ben, uh, Ray sees uh, Ben turning to the, the good, betraying her, um, his his uh his master. Right. Snoke sees it as him turning on his true enemy, which he thinks is is uh right. Ray, and then. You know what I mean? And then Kylo Ren sees it as I'm turning on my master and, and, yeah, gaining, and gaining a dark more. partner. Yeah, exactly. So, and there's, there's, and to the other point of you saying that with Luke, um, that, that full truth that she has to tell, what they tell us right about what happened at the Jedi Temple, we see that again with three different points of view. Um, Luke sees it as him going to, to, uh, to Kylo Ren and him turning on him. And then we get, uh, Kylo Ren's point of view. It's like, oh, he saw it as, his uncle and master going to kill him because he was threatened by his power. Yeah. And then we get the full truth, which is basically a combination of the two stories. And that's the full story. Yeah. So I like this idea of, uh, of Ryan Johnson toying with perspectives and, and uh, perceptions, perception, making your reality and stuff like that. I really like that point um, that, that Johnson brought forward. And mm-hmm. on that same mm-hmm. perception train mm-hmm. that we're on here, Let's talk about the perception of what Holdo's plan was with Poe. <laughs> well, okay. Or do we not want to jump? We'll there get. We'll yet. jump. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. So, is there anything um, else that you, that you really really liked about um about well, the Last Jedi? Well, if we're going to talk about one scene in particular, talking mm-hmm. about Holdo, yeah, I think that the single most beautiful pic- uh, scene and shot in yeah. all of Star Wars is that scene when Holdo does her Holdo maneuver, <laughs> and she, you know, just rockets through that imperial ship and she doesn't break it like clean in half but she mm-hmm. definitely break he, mm-hmm. she breaks it into pieces yeah and i just that sh- the fact the that silence it was silent mm-hmm. it the backlighting of it was dark but the backlighting of the ships and uh, the light just like shining through the cracks of where she flew through it i mm-hmm. just thought it was a gorgeous shot and mm-hmm. I, I love that shot and i love the fact that they made it silent yeah and every screen because i saw i saw the last shot i think three times in theaters and every time we get to that point the entire theater is dead silent and that's what i love about there's it. there's no there's this it, it like goes boom and there's there's no sound there's no there's not even ambient noise in the track it's yeah. just silence Dead and that's, silence. that's the exact way it was in the theater and mm-hmm. like it's so breathtaking um what are your thoughts about that because uh, there i hear a lot of haters out there about this holder maneuver that it breaks star wars why because they said if this is something that they could they could have done all together why not do that on the death star in, just in the fly a plane through the Death Star? Yeah, just like shoot shoot a ship in hyperspace at the Death Star. What are your thoughts on that? Because I have my own. Because I've watched a whole bunch of videos on this and theories about this. I haven't heard that before. So what what would you like? What would your argument to be for the Rebels not to do that? And why haven't they done it since then? 
or yeah, like why didn't they think to do that? And and hope and you know the obvious answer is like it's it's because Lucas didn't think of it well, <laughs> when he was writing. The that's the obvious. Answer. But going but when you dive into the lore of why they wouldn't do that. Well, I don't think I know enough about lore to mm-hmm. give you the correct answer. Yeah, but I mean, I guess where my brain first goes mm-hmm. is like, well, the good thing about the way they destroyed the first Death Star mm-hmm. was that. At least there was nobody alive to take revenge on you. <laughs> Everybody on the on the Death Star was dead except for Vader. Yeah. Everybody died. Yeah. You know, no more Tarkin to come after you. And that's my biggest point with that because it's like, all right, the whole maneuver happened. Everyone's still alive except for who was ever was in that past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the point of the the of the Battle of Yavin was to completely destroy the Death Star. Yeah. Not to cripple it. Not to like, I'll just stop it from blowing up Yavin. It yeah. was to destroy it. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. Snoke's ship, the Supremacy, was still functional. Yeah. So you could still fly ships out there. They were able to get the AT-ATs and all the equipment down to the planet and still come after you. Yeah. So. And I feel like, yeah. I guess the other difference is mm-hmm. if you're not able to completely destroy it, you might as well disable it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, because I don't, Holdo wasn't doing it to you know, destroy and blow up the ship. She was doing it as a distraction so yeah. they could get away. Yeah, exactly. And it just so happened that po, uh, Finn and Rose's mm-hmm. little jaunt through, you know, <laughs> Canto Bite really foiled that escape plan. So had they not <laughs> gone to Canto Bite and effed everything up, yeah. they would have, Holdo would have been the hero and she would have distracted them. They would never have known they went to Crate. Yeah, but she wasn't trying to, yeah, so you just, know, blow up a Death Star. She was trying to create a diversion, yeah, which she would have done if not for Canto Bite. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like the, that was, I think that's the biggest argument. I would say to people, it's like the, the ship's still operational. It's just not as operational as it was two seconds ago. Yeah, it's gonna take them a but, bit to get. But back. also, like when you have a small resistance resistance fleet with four ships. Every ship counts. Every person counts, and that's yeah. I think that's a big theme of the Last Jedi that every single person you have in your arsenal matters. And you, like when the second you lose somebody, it just makes it that much harder to fight the resi- to yeah. fight the first order. And yeah. there's a whole bunch of other stuff like the Radis was the biggest ship that, that Leia's ever been in command of, and like it's just size of of things matter when you yeah. ram things into each other. So there's a whole bunch of videos on the internet yeah. you can watch. And so. they're always talking about how there's. I, it was really drilled home in Rise of Skywalker, yes. but it, it's always been a theme of Star Wars that there's more than them than there are of us. So yeah. you don't exactly want to send out, you know, pilots on suicide missions. Yeah, you want to you want to conserve everything you got. I mean, obviously, a lot of X-wing people die because you know battles and stuff. Yeah, but they're not going out there with the intent of knowing. All right, this is my last flight. Yeah, and that's the biggest difference between the, the rebellion, the resistance versus uh, the Empire and uh, the First Order. There's this saying in, in uh, I mean, believe Alphabet Squadron book that it says Tie fighters have this saying that says "fly and die." Like you basically fly out, you don't know if you're coming back because yeah, they're ill-equipped ships. Um, they have no no hyperspace, no shield generators, and like you're just it's just you and your skills. And the biggest advantage Tie Fighters have is there's a lot of them, and that's yeah. the, that's the only advantage Tie Fighter pilots have. So um, that's I, I think that's a running theme with between um, that runs through the Rise of Skywalker or not the Rise of Skywalker, the, the Last Jedi. But sen- but let's go ahead and move over to um, what we didn't like about the, the Last Jedi. Yes, um, so. my first thing would be canto bite everything about yeah. that mission yeah it doesn't ruin the whole movie mm-hmm. but i definitely don't like it <laughs> you know i feel like rose and finn were and i know that i'm not revealing any huge like mm-hmm. you know it's no big revelation i'm mm-hmm. no you know crazy thing that no one's ever said before but poe and and poe finn and finn. rose mm-hmm. finn and rose were criminally underused and yeah incorrectly used yeah. in this movie they got <laughs> <laughs> can you say that on this show i don't know <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep it out if a kid doesn't know what it means tell them it's a sound a chicken makes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the, the whole mission with with um finn like and i heard this argument um from several people that like uh ryan johnson clearly was more interested in writing for the 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 Luke Skywalker, Ray, and and uh, Kylo Ren story. Then he was the the Resistance side, and he's like, "Oh yeah, let's just have him do this." And then I'll, I want to really focus. And my argument to that, especially if that's if that was Ryan Johnson's mindset, 
if this is a franchise, you have to deal with every single character. Yeah. That's why they brought you on. The Russo brothers didn't go on to Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. It's like, well, I don't like those characters, so I'm just going to shoot them off the side. Send them to Candlebite. Yeah, exactly. You know, Infinity War and Endgame works really well because each character has a uh, like a a piece a place place in the story it doesn't feel like that with uh the last jedi it felt like this mission was just like oh well they have to do something so let's send them on this mission and that thing with the thing they don't they set out to do they don't even do it yeah not it's not their fault and and there are yeah and there are arguments to say like well not every mission always ends in success for like you know the resistance and the rebels sure didn't this time yeah and it's like yeah i get that but like my my biggest problem with this storyline is is Holdo and like Holdo uh, yeah. the character it has some great roots in in, in a novel with uh, the Princess of Alderaan book she has this great history with Leia um, that really that wasn't brought to uh, Laura Dern's attention because <laughs> she's like oh what do you think of uh, Laura Dern like what do you think of uh, Holdo's history with Leia and, he, and she only knew what she knew in the context of <laughs> the like, Last what? Jedi <laughs> but she's like oh you know that your character has this great history with Princess Leia when they were teenagers right she's like. No, no. <laughs> I, I had no idea of that. It's like, why not give her this book or at least give her the cliff notes of the book? Yeah. So just to add to the character. But like her in this, in, in The Last Jedi, to me, and I have a whole video about this, it's like, she it's, it's just like she just wants to put Poe in his place. Like, nope, I'm in command. Yeah. Um, just listen to me. You should trust me. And I've always been wondering, I've always been wanting to like think like, why not tell Poe the entire story? Why not tell yeah. him what you're doing from the very beginning? Because by the time he learns what you're doing, he's like, that's oh, a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, Let's do cool. that. It's like, well, you could have saved us. You could have saved all of us so much time. Yeah. So much headache. And then there would have been more of us at the end of the movie than just like five of us at the end. Exactly. So, and people are always, always saying like, we're like, well, that's, that's how storytelling is. Like, that, you know, this wouldn't happen because um, they send out uh, Finn and Rose and they come back and they leak the information to DJ, which leads them to do this. And it's like, I get that. That's how movie and storytelling yeah. works. If there was no conflict, there wouldn't be a good movie. Yeah, exactly. I, that's, I get that. But I'm not, I'm, my argument is looking within the universe. This is a bad move on Holdo's part because she's yeah. basically responsible for the resistance being willed down to like 10 people. Near the end. Like, had she been honest with Poe from the very beginning, he wouldn't have sent Finn and Rose out. Wouldn't have wasted time and effort. It's like, all right, this is what we're doing. We're just, we we, sac- we sacrifice the Radis at the end of the ship any- and movie anyways. So, but we still get the three ships down to crate. First order says, all right, they're gone. We're done. They, they, you know, they, they peace out. And then we have this pocket of resistance that can still um, be around to fight everybody. Yeah. And I just, I didn't get it. It's like, why? Because like, it just kills me. It's like, he tells Leia, it's like, yeah. That's a fantastic idea. Like, that what could was, work. What did you gain from not telling Poe? Exactly. It's was like, it just a power game? Yeah. Like, and it, it's to be argued that, you know, po, this another running theme with The Last Jedi is there are three main characters, Poe, Finn, and and Rey. The, the, this movie is full of lessons that they have to learn. Yeah. Poe has learned that it's sometimes it's better to run away, to live another day, than to try to be a hero and fight head on. Yeah. Po, Finn learned... <laughs> Finn learned <laughs> that... just made me think of something stupid <laughs> go on <laughs> but Finn, Finn, Finn's lessons learned that to finally pick a side and not be so wishy-washy and like oh don't join should I join do I mm. join where do I commit myself do I continue to run away and be a coward or do I stand and fight with who I believe is the right side to join yeah Ray's um, lesson is that she goes to Octo to like you know look for answers and like oh all the answers should be here for me but the hardest thing for her to learn is no, you gotta find. You have to go out and find those lessons for yourself. Yeah. You, not everything's gonna be given to you, and that's the hardest things that that she has to learn in this movie. I get that, but I just, God, you could have found another way to teach Depo and not be so costly to the resistance. Yeah. Because like this, put, like going into the Last Jedi, it's like, well, now we got to rebuild all this stuff up, and they're still really, really small in the Rise of Skywalker. The resistance is full of like maybe like I don't know, fourteen X wings and. It's like no more than 30 X-Wings. So it's like they, they were put in a really bad spot by the end of this. So I just don't get Holdo in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. And I like the way you put it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that we're saying Ryan Johnson was stupid writing, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you it's going to, if you got a movie where nothing goes wrong, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty boring. Yeah. I like thinking about it like, no, if I'm in the world and I'm part and, and it's real mm-hmm. and I'm standing there with the characters, here's why I think Holo made a bad strategic move. I yeah. like looking at it like that rather yeah. than, oh, the movie was bad because they shouldn't have done this 
No, the movie was fine. They had conflict. They wouldn't. Yeah. If if they didn't go to that stupid scene in Canto Bite, then DJ wouldn't have got the it's information. Been a short movie. <laughs> it would have been a really short movie. They would have escaped to Crate, and everybody would have been happy. It would have mm-hmm. probably been like a one hour movie. Yeah. So conflict had to happen. But I like I like thinking about it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, in, yeah. let me think within yeah the confines within the mm-hmm. you know boundaries of the Star Wars world. Yeah. I'm in the world. Let me think about it as if I'm in, I'm part of your world. You know, <laughs> I like thinking of it that way. Yeah. Um, but like, and I said before, if, if Ryan Johnson really wanted to, to just focus on Ray, uh, Luke and Kylo Ren, I would have been fine with that. Yeah. It's just find something a little bit different because really the resistance side of this movie, is just, uh, it's just a, a one, well, like an hour and a half chase scene. It's just the resistance running away from, from the first order for half the movie. And then you're right. Well, what's, what's up? Finn and Rose up to, Okay, whatever, and then we jump back, and that's the meat of the movie is with the, the Skywalker uh, storyline, yeah. and that's what I absolutely love about this movie is the Skywalker uh, side of it. But it's like, ah, oh, man, every time I look, go back to this movie, it's like, God, I gotta sit through Canto Bite again, and yeah. I gotta sit through this stupid uh, like uh, mission briefing that uh, uh, Maz gives Poe and Finn, and oh, like, oh, yeah, could I do it? Of course game. I can do it. It's like, it's, it felt like a video game. It's like, oh, here's your mission: go to this place and pick up this person, and it's like. Why yeah. can't you? Just, and I and I always thought Lando should have been on the other side of that call. Have Lando make his cameo there. That would have been that would have been mind blowing and would jump that up like uh, like a thousand times. <laughs> it's like oh, it's Lando Calrissian. Yeah. But um, is there anything else that like? Because we've touched on this last on the last episode uh, last week was the humor in this movie. Yeah, I just it doesn't. Some work. of it was just the humor didn't hit for me mm-hmm. most of the time in this movie. The you know. Uh, <laughs> just that one part in that we talked about last week that one part where bb8 is in the walker and yeah. you see that stupid look that what finn and rose give each other yeah. i hate that kind of like oh you know and and then after he was finished after finn was finished fighting phasma mm-hmm. and then now rose is on the walk with bb8 she's like need a lift yeah, yeah. i hate it's very Marvel-y, mm-hmm. and I love Marvel, but I, I, one thing, it's like, a, I don't know, an action movie trope, mm-hmm. is that the right word? Yeah, like, they have to have, like, like one-liners and they, Yeah, you have to have, you know, snappy, quippy mm-hmm. action one-liners to show how cool and carefree yeah. these people are, and it just annoys me, and I know it's stupid, because, like we said, it's, a, like, a sentient droid piling a, a <laughs> machine. I know it's ridiculous. I understand that. But I'm allowed to feel my feelings. Yeah. But I just... Wait, where was I going with that? Um, the um, snappy quips. Oh, oh yeah, snappy work. quips. I just hate... Like, you're in the middle of... Mm-hmm. A, a war, essentially. And people are trying to cut your head off and <laughs> shoot you with blasters and cut you in half with lightsabers. If you're in that moment, you're going to be like... Get on this get, no, <laughs> without saying like you know spicy words like get on this rock we gotta go we gotta go right now like yeah in that moment you're not gonna be like yeah, yeah and that <laughs> brings it back to the point that we had if you if you inject yourself into the universe at this moment in time you're not gonna be going hey you need a lift yeah. sky guy like you're not gonna be doing that you meet to their point it's like hey man we gotta go get out of here this is this is real like yeah so i would be yelling at finn like yeah let it go. Get on this walk. We gotta go. <laughs> Not trying to die today, but you know, mm. I just I hate if there's two things that happen in a lot of action movies that I effing hate. <laughs> it's quippy little one-liners in the middle of action scenes, like to show how tough and, and carefree I am, and this is just every day of my life. I'm in these crazy, wacky situations. <laughs> the other one is. Either it could be with a weapon or without a weapon, and it has happened in Star Wars. It happened. Oh, the no look shot. The no look shot. This when happened you, twice. When you go, this, you know, bam, or this thing in like you know hand to hand combat movies, yeah. when they. Ooh, it's so stupid. I when, hate it. When, when used certain way, I I I don't mind it. Like the Han one in, in Force Awakens, one, I really enjoyed. The Han one. It felt very Hanish, so mm-hmm. I was like, I really enjoy that. Whatever. But when people do like the no look like back fist you know and no look shots with their guns and what i cannot stand it it's so stupid and i hate it (laughs) i feel like you're just oh i could go on i hate it those are two things that i hate and uh Mm -hmm. 
I just feel like there's, uh, you know, when there's quippy stuff like that, it just really takes me out of the moment, and yeah. I hate it. <laughs> and there, yeah, and there's so much of those things in this in this movie that like I would love to just I, I want to talk about like hours on end about the throne room scene. Like technically, it's an amazing scene. The yeah. editing is fantastic. The way it's shot is great. But I always say choreography. I have problems with the choreography. It could and be a little better. It could be it could be improved upon, but like. The moment of Ray catching the saber and they turn around and like they fend off all the Praetorian guards, I'm like, yes, this is Star mm-hmm. Wars. But then the fighting starts and it's like, okay, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choreograph that that moment that way. Um, I, oh, that guy's going off somewhere, nowhere. What, what was that guy's? What was he? What was he doing? Yeah. It's like the more I look at it, it's like oh, the, the choreography isn't the best. It's very basic. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, but like, but, mm. but compared to other fights in star wars and other lightsaber fights it's like mm, yeah you know what i mean when you have like ray fighting with like one or two praetorian guards mm-hmm. and they're over here and there's one just standing here in the corner just like twirling his weapon yeah and he's like oh waiting for my turn waiting for my turn like bro you could just come in and slice one of her ankles off yeah like, exactly right <laughs> it's just points points like that that i really like it takes it down a couple of like, but again but like technically as you know an aspiring filmmaker and somebody who loves um watching how the film is made and things the long sweeping shots, the editing is very on point. It's, for, it's awesome. It's just the stuff in the frame yeah. that I really have issues with. It's so. it's still a great scene. Oh, yeah, I it's, still a gr- it's a fantastic it's scene. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and then there are a couple like small, stupid little things that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I really enjoyed the caretakers. Oh, the caretakers. The character. Th- that was the point of, of, of like humor that I really liked the character. Yeah. Because when she blasts the uh, the hole in the hut and like they're trying to fix it and the character's like, I don't know, Luke, why did you invite bite this? Oh my god, she's oh my god. Nothing but trouble ever since she came like, on my ah, island. And the rock hitting the cart. <laughs> uh, yeah. That one's that was a great moment. Like the and there's a whole scene that was cut out the, with the third lesson that was supposed to be taught to, to Ray. Um that got cut out of the the, the uh, movie completely and like the caretakers were having a party with the fishermen that came back the male um, side oh, of them nice. come, came back and they were partying and stuff and Chewie's there and with uh, R2 and there's part party and Ray busts in there and she's like with the lightsaber and she knows it's a party and like hey and she's like waving her lightsaber like eh, okay yeah I'm having fun <laughs> oh I'm glad that was cut it, it, it is a, oh. it, I but it does have a point to where like she like Luke was sort of making fun of her and like and sort of teaching her a lesson, like don't jump in so quickly when you you need to like understand what's going on in the situation. There's this whole point of him saying like, um, like it's like they yeah, they do this every month. Like the riders would come every month and and pillage the village. And and she's like, oh, I gotta help. It's like, do you know what a real Jedi would do in this moment? Nothing, because are you gonna be here next month for these people when they come back? Probably even stronger next time. So let things ha- handle themselves as a true Jedi would. But it ends up being a joke. Because he, he, it's actually ends up being a party, and he's like, oh, "God, you ran so fast! I didn't have time to tell you that I was joking." So I was like, oh. "It's so." But but then there's kind of glad I didn't make. Yeah, but there's another great moment that like where she just snaps on, him. she's like, "Like that legend that you hate so much about Luke Skywalker, I believed in it, and I I trusted, and this is what the galaxy needs. They need this legend to come back and inspire people, and like." I was like, oh man, they could have kept that in, but they, but for like the sake of time and like the, the joke not really hitting with me, I'm glad they cut it out. Me too, from the sounds of it. So, I mean, you should watch the cutscene. It's, it's good. It's, it's a lot like this movie. It's 50% of it is like, like oh it's man. It's a fully finished scene. Yeah, it's a f- like, like fully finished. There's some effects that are unpolished. Oh, like okay. the lightsaber is a little rough, huh. but like there's half of the scene that everything that's Ray is saying, everything that, that, that Luke is trying to teach Ray is fantastic. But the joke of, of it not being pillagers, it's being a party. It's kind of like, mm. I just, as yeah. soon as you said Ray swinging around a lightsaber, I was like, Oh no. Well, cause, no, cause like she, she busts in ready for a fight and she sees the party and the people are like, Oh, Hey, Hey, Hey. She's like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm here to party too. And it's like, mm. no, yeah. So I'm good. Anyways, anything else that you want to say about the, the the Last Jedi that um before we wrap it up here? Um, I like the movie. I mm. think it's interesting how polarizing it was. Oh, I yeah. feel like when it first came out, I feel like the vast majority of people were like, "This movie sucks." Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson more like ruined Johnson. Am I right? <laughs> and I feel like most people when it came out were just pooping in their pants at how much they hated it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden couple years go by and now it's like 
man, if you think Last Jedi is a bad movie, then you are a dunce. Like, you're an idiot. It's the yeah. most perfect movie ever made. It's brilliant. It's, it's beautiful. Everything about it is wonderful. It's just so interesting how I feel like, unless I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I feel like the majority of people hated it when it came out. It depends on and who you talk to. now it's like... You know, you're, you're you're an idiot if yeah. you think it's a bad movie. Yeah, the people are very it's art and you're yeah. an idiot if you don't see the brilliance yeah. in the you know production and, and the composition and everything. And to be fair, again, like this is our opinion. Like it, this is pretty much how I felt after watching it the third time. It's like I, I love everything here, but there are other things that I really could have done without. Happens in every movie. It happens in every movie. It's just I don't enjoy certain things as much as other people do. Yeah, and it's same could be said as. For the Rise of Skywalker, like I'm on the side of, I love the the Rise of Skywalker every time I watch it. Yeah, I really enjoy it too. Fantastic, in my opinion. There's probably people that don't like the Force Awakens, and that's my favorite movie, and I will defend it always. It's my second favorite Star Wars film. We'll talk about that one day. Yeah, maybe we'll do it next week. Maybe. (laughs) We're going really out of order of these, but anyways, I think we're going to wrap it up. This episode of Going Rogue, Nikki DiBellanto, where can they find you online? Twitzers at Timmy. D-I-M-M-M-Y-Y-Y. As for me, uh, on Twitter and Twitch, Drew DiMalanta, D-I-M-A-L-A-N-T-A. Do us a favor if you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, if you're w- listening to us on audio form, and op- go to Apple Podcasts, rate, uh, follow us on the feed. Uh, beyond the, it's on the Beyond the Showdown feed. Uh, also, if you feel so inclined, join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Andrew and Nikki become a member of the squadron. We're going to be revamping the tiers a bit, but we have a, a whole loads of content that we are putting on there. I'm trying to, we're trying to get it more focused and not so broad, if that makes yes. sense. So we're, we're, we're scaling down a couple things and I think it'll be um, best for everybody, including us. So with that, thank you again for joining us on this episode of going rogue. May the force be with you always. <laughs>